Kibi Scanners, Key Rats, welcome to another episode of Kibi Scan Stories, where neighbors meet neighbors. I'm very excited about this guest. It is the owner of the Islander News, Justo Ray. So, Ray, oh, Justo, welcome on the show. Thank you for good joining morning. us. How are you? Good morning. I am doing fantastic. And you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. You know, I, I have to say a couple good. of words uh, because Justo, Justo and I recently met. You know, I know he's been around the Kia Force for a long time, but he and I recently met and I'm seeing him because of what I do as an actual job job. And, and, and of course, the Islander News, we get to meet and I get to see him engage with residents. He's there, all the public events. He's covering them very, very well. And he's got a good team. And not only is who's still present, but he's a great guy to be around. So I just wanted to say thank that. You. So thank you for what you do for the community. It's our pleasure. And thank you for what you do, introducing, you know, things that a lot of us did not know about. Learned quite a few from watching your episodes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, Husto, tell us the story behind the Islander News. Well, the Islander News has been around the key for a long time. Uh, it started back in the 1960s. Um, and then it really took hold and, and started to grow under the leadership of the Owens family. Um, and when Mr. Owen passed away and Owens, his wife continue and his son, her son, their son, Jimmy Owens also worked in the business and they did that until, you know, the, or, you know, the mid 2000 and I think it was 2014 when they wanted to retire and they sold to a company called American hometown publishing, uh, which took over the, you know, the Islander news and installed a publisher, uh, and then eventually a second publisher. Uh, Donna Dickey, who did an incredible job, and then Donna decided to retire. And at the times, I was I was uh, wrapping up a um, an entrepreneurial venture uh, that I was getting ready to get out. And a friend of mine was actually running American Hometown Publishing, and she made that call. You know that call that says, "Do you know somebody? You know what the objective being? Do you are you interested?" And I decided to to join them, and um, and did that. I uh, was very happy. And then uh, about three years ago, uh, the company decided to liquidate their media holdings, American Hometown Publishing. So uh, myself, along with uh, two minority partners, we said, you know what, uh, rather than just you know, let this fall in the hands of people who don't know, we decided to go ahead and purchase it. And we did right about four months before the pandemic. So... You know, wow. and uh, so that that presented an initial challenge, which, you know, we all know what has happened. A lot of businesses have been impacted by the pandemic. Uh, ours was as well. But, you know, we we managed to survive and, and even in some areas thrive. So we're pretty proud of what the team has accomplished uh, coming out of the pandemic. So you were the third publisher uh, for American Hometown. And then eventually when they closed. I was the third. And then, and then when they when they closed, they there was an opportunity for you guys to purchase. And, Correct. Okay, great, great, great. And then buying it four months before the pandemic, that must have been maybe. I mean, four months. That that's how does well, how was that? How was that? <laughs> you bought it, and then all of a sudden, bam. It was uh, you know you, you when you buy a when you buy a business, obviously you have to do you know performer businesses and you have to do a business plan and all that. Well, when the when everything started shutting down in early March of two thousand and twenty. Uh, that business plan and all those things just got put in a drawer. And, you know, the goal early on became, okay, we'll put the key in the door, light goes on, 
I want to make sure that, that we stay in business every day. Um, a lot of newspapers ceased publishing for a while. A lot of newspapers paused their publication operation. We decided not to do that. So we did everything we could to continue publishing. And thank God that we got a lot of support from the community. And, uh, and, and we, we were able to, we never missed a week. And, you know, I mean, I have to commend you for having the vision to, in, to invest, of course, in, in the Elnander News. I mean, it's a staple in the community for so long. You know, it's been around for so long since I even remember, <laughs> you know, and and for you to see value in that and 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 the value for the community is great. So I'm glad I'm glad that you've received a lot of support from the community. It's, it's a great. It's, a, it's an iconic it's an iconic brand and, um, you know, a brand that a lot of, you know, a lot of people relate to um, and a lot of people you meet a lot of people off the key uh, to your story. I was, you know, in 2018, I was going through some personal, you know, uh, um, you know, sickness. And I was at a hospital. I was at the um, uh, UM Sylvester Cancer Center and they're doing, they're doing a procedure. And the nurse says to me as a male nurse, he says, what do you do for a living? And I said, so I mentioned, you know, the Island of the News. And I said, oh, I used to work at the beach club. I grew up there. I've, I've been featured in the Island of the News on this date or this date or this date or this date. And when I graduated and, you know, uh, he now lives in Pembroke Pines, but you know, he still stays in touch actually through the islandnews.com website. So, which was really interesting uh, that he had been, he had worked at the beach club, you know, all throughout his high school career. I mean, venue. So as publisher and owner, what is the funnest part for you? What is the best part for you? The, there's a lot of good parts. Um, but the best part is whenever, actually to me, the biggest thrill I get is whenever you walk around the island, and you happen to walk either through the Golden Hog or, or it just happened to me Thursday, you know, walking in the square and somebody sitting outside the Copolis, uh reading an island the news. Um, those those moments when you see them, you know, you and I, last time I saw you, we, we were at Milanesa. And uh, just three weeks before that, I had gone to Milanesa for, to pick up something. And there's a lady sitting at the table reading the island the news. And those things, when you see that, uh, is when you... Um, when you say, okay, that's, you know, so what we do, somebody's paying attention to, it matters. And that, that just gets, gives me a great deal of satisfaction when that happens. Uh, and I saw something also at, at the Golden Hog the other day. I walked in and somebody was on an iPad. And as I, uh, I walked through and I walked to the juicing part and, uh, and the person's reading the islandnews.com on their iPad. So that was that was also pretty satisfying. So those are the things that you know you know, you, you you struggle through. You you publish. You make decisions as to what you're going to publish, and, and you you go through the production cycle. But then when you see somebody using your product, um, it gives you a good deal of satisfaction uh, to be able to do that. Can you break down of what we can see in the Islander? What can we expect from the Islander? What's in there? Um, well. Hopefully, if we're doing our job right, you see a reflection of the community, and you know, and and you can define community as you know people, places, and news that happen in that geography by those people. And so we we like to do we like to do that. Uh, we you know, we like to feature is um, names and faces. Uh, you know, so I'll give you a little bit of a nugget. What we we do, and this is a, a, a phrase that was coined by. Um, my old boss, when I worked at the Sun Sentinel, 
and uh, who is now a minority partner in the Islander News, um, he used to say refrigerator journalism. And that's what we do. And that is when you do an article or you publish a picture that somebody cuts it and puts it in the refrigerator with a magnet. Whenever we do that, that's a win. I like that. I like that. Do you, have you, I'm sure you have, but I'm going to ask, have you written any stories yourself? Uh, a few. Yeah. I'm not very good at it. And uh, our editor, every time I told him, Hey, I wrote an editorial or I wrote, <laughs> I wrote something. He says, okay, here comes overtime. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like to write, but it's not, it's not something that I do often uh, for his sake, his health sake. But um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a pleasure to be able to do that, but I'd rather just let somebody who's really good and, you know, because I, I tell them all the time, I said, I don't like them. I mean, it takes me about 35 minutes to do something that it might take them five to 10 minutes. And, you know, doing interviews when we were doing the height of COVID, there was a lot of every day there was a news by either the mayor or somebody and, and Zoom and you're trying to cover and you're just trying to keep track and, and taking notes. So it's just a task. And I see them and they are so efficient at it. And to me, it was a, was a chore. So I admire what our reporters do and in, in trying to capture interviews. I think this is a good segue for you to share with us about your team. I know a little bit, I know you have, I know you have, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you have an icon, an individual there in, in your team. He used to be bicycle bill, takes pictures for you. You know, he, he, he's also a staple. <laughs> of the community with I bought icon. my yeah I bought my first bike from Bicycle Bill I know he's part of your team uh, you know so tell us about your team well Bill's an interesting case Bill started by doing in the height of the pandemics um, you know we have a we have probably our most popular one of our most popular page is Beach Coming which is you know you quote your typical you know weekly community newspaper uh, society page if you will. We see pictures of events. Well, you know, when uh, when events shut down, obviously that presented a challenge for Beach Coming. There was no events. So Bill saved Beach Coming. Um, we started doing a lot of things out on the community and actually improved uh, Beach Coming. You know, he would go one day we did something about, you know, the, the, the mast island. So he walked around and took pictures of people wearing masks at different places on the island. Uh, we went to the beach. We did, we did a lot of things uh, that, that were really, really creative. I mean, he even did, uh, you know, we did unique license plates on the island. We did, you know, golf carts on the island. We even did a mailboxes on the island, unique and in, in, in mailboxes. So it, it is totally changed. So that's that's how Bill's introduction to does was. And then he actually, he has grown a lot. And now he has two regular features. Um, he has something that he called the lighter side and that's interview, you know, getting to know residents on the island who normally are not, for the most part, not on the public eye, if you will. They're not, you know, uh, they, they're residents who make a difference or have unique stories. And uh, he's been able to do, you know, some of those. I mean, he did recently, one of our most popular lighter side has been one that he did with, uh, uh, with Mr. Vernon uh from Vernon's drugs and uh it was incredible you know he actually the interview was done while sitting in a golf cart as he drove around the island uh, Mr. Vernon 
And uh, so he's done a lot of a lot of unique interviews. So but, and then Bill also does Islander throwback, which is, you know, something that we do every week where we look back at we pick a certain year in the month and we go back and we see what, you know, what um, what was happening on the island way back then. Like this year, we visited March of 1995. Um, and there was a, you know, there, there was a, a push at the council to rename Fernwood Road. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, it, so it's interesting. Um, uh, our old editor, uh, Kelly, uh, she, when I got on, she said, who's still you learned that the Islander, that the island loves to relive his own controversies. And as you read back in some of these Islander news, uh, Islander throwback, you see a lot of things that, you know, the island dealt with 10, 15 years ago, they're still dealing with today or in some shape or fashion. So those are the two things, Bill. We also have our sales managers, Mariel Oliva, who's been with the Islander now for about five years. And she does an incredible job. She uh, recently had a baby. So she was on maternity leave most of the latter part of last year. She went on maternity leave in, in the beginning of August and came back right after Thanksgiving. Uh, and she does an incredible job uh, trying to balance working for the Islander News and and so forth. And, you know, we have Karina Vesprosban, which uh, she is, she lives on the key and she takes care of our office. She takes care of our classified and our subscriptions. She's sort of like our office manager, if you will. And she does an incredible job. Um, and we also have um, uh, yeah, a, a, a team of, of freelance reporters that we use. The main one we use is Hiller Grossman. And Hiller is um, it's an extremely talented journalism journalist. He was in, um, he worked for Florida today um, for many years and actually spent a lot of time on the key. He was a sports editor, first sports reporter and a sports editor. And his job every year was to cover the old uh, Lipton Open or, you know, whatever it was called, Sony Erickson or whatever. So he would spend two weeks in Key Biscayne every year. Um, you know, so he, he you know, he, he's very good at what he does. We have Tom Clifford, who does our editing and our assignments. Uh, he makes a lot of the decisions as to what to run, what not to run, um, and, and ideas and stories. And um, so, and, and then we also have an incredible, and this is something I'm very proud of, an incredible team of interns. Um, you know, we have uh, nine at this time that come in off and on and they do that. Nice. And, and Alejandro, our approach to interns is, is somewhat unique. Our model for interest is we want to give them what we call meaningful work. So there's no things like making copies or organizing photos or getting copies. They, they actually write. Uh, for example, we have a team That's of cool. four or five that are doing a series, an ongoing series called Burgers and Bits. And uh, what they do is every, at least once a month or at least every five weeks, they buy burgers from three different places and they do sort of like a comparison test. Okay. Uh, so we, we published three of them. And now they're getting ready next week, not this coming week, the one after they're getting ready to do the next one. And that's really interesting. And it's, it's really fascinating to see them work together in video and in photograph and, and talk about their experiences as they share the burger while they're having a lot of fun because they want to have a lot of fun. So, but we, we've gathered with them a couple of times and a lot of the ideas that we're starting to implement on our digital side of the business, uh, as well as print, is coming from ideas that have been generated by them, um, you know, and, uh, you know, they've had, you know, we had one intern wrote, write a commentary 
uh, on against the 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 new law that passed the uh, don't get say gay. Ah. Uh, no, she wrote a very very well worded op, you know opinion page. Um, she came to us and says, "I don't know. I have an idea, but I don't know if you'll publish it." I said, "Why?" She said, "Well, I want to do a commentary against this." I said, "Of course, we'll publish it." And uh, and she did an incredible job. I'm very proud of her, um, Ali uh, Fidel. So she did a, a great job. And we have a lot of them. I mean, a lot of them have written just about all of them. I've written one piece or another that we're pretty proud of. And uh, we'll continue to give them assignments. And I like that because that's a true approach to internships. You know, internship is it's supposed to be like that, not just making coffee or copies. It's it's for you to gain experience, you know, in, in a way, in a place. So you actually have them right and you publish those. You're making that internship real by publishing their work, right? And, and walking them through that journey. So awesome. Now we have, and this is a, a point of pride for them. We have two of them, uh, Isabella Pap and Sienna, who are both have gotten an internship with the New York Times this summer. Congratulations. And that's, a, that's a pretty hard get. Uh, so it's, uh, we're pretty proud of them. Isabella is a, Isa is a, uh, she's a ninth grader. Uh, so for her, she started early, you know, Sienna is a, uh, an 11th grader going into her senior year. And, uh, so they're re- both, are, they're both, a, one is a mast and the other one is at, uh, Palmer Trinity. And we could not be proud of them. We're proud of all of them. All of them are, you know, as a matter of fact, a lot of them are seniors. So they're going through the college and, you know, so now we're beginning, we, we struggle through, we, we saw them live through the application process, which is pretty stressful. And getting into college today is a lot more competitive than it used to be. And so now we're beginning to see their admissions, right? Oh, I got admitted to, you know, we have one that's been, so let's see the university that some of our interests have been admitted to is Brown, Vanderbilt, University of Michigan, University of Miami, uh, Boston University. Um, so we're, you know, some pretty, I mean, they're not getting admitted to, you know, uh, you know, getting admitted to pretty significant uh, institutions. Congratulations. Pre-podcast, you mentioned that you guys are being recognized for a couple of aspects of journalism by this organization, which named Escapes Me. Would you mind expanding, please? Well, you have a pretty good memory and, you know, can't get much past you, Alejandro. So, I, you know, <laughs> uh, so there's an organization called Florida Press Association, Florida Press. They're based out of Orlando and it's an organization that uh, where a lot of the you know uh, publications in the state belong to, including the dailies, you know, your Miami Herald, your Sun Sentinel. It was for a long time, um, for a long time, was dominated by the daily newspapers. And over the years, uh, as weekly newspapers have become really the the bread and butter of the publishing industry at the local level, because uh, it's pretty hard for the Miami Herald or the Sun Sentinel to cover every niche communities. Um, they cover the big news, um, but the day-to-day news is left out to weekly. So weekly newspaper circulation across the country has been growing over the last uh, five years, unlike the daily newspaper, which is, continues to shrink uh, a double-digit you know, pace every year. So you know, the weeklies now are a significant part of Florida Press. So they have an annual, uh, in this case, it will be about you know, two years because it missed a year because of the COVID. Um, they'll, you know, they'll, they have uh, an award competition and they just announced a finalist 
and Islander News in, in our own category, which is small newspapers, you know, we were nominated for a couple of dozen. We were finalists for a couple of dozen award categories, which, you know, is pretty good for us. You know, the little, um, the Islander is a family business. And my kids call the Islander, you know, the Islander News a little paper that could, right? Um, and that's what, that, that's how they, they, they all, all the time. And um, so we got nominated uh, for a lot of categories and we got finalists for a lot of categories. I keep saying nominated finalists. And two of the finalists that we are in, they're pretty proud of. One is uh, what they call website excellence. And, you know, we've been putting a lot of resources into our website and we just relaunched our website earlier this, you know, late last year. And we're pretty, pretty pleased with how that's going. So we were a finalist for what they call website excellence, uh, which we're pretty good. It's, it's, a, it's sort of like a rubber stamp on the work we've been doing. But the one we're really proud of is we're a finalist for the Community Service Award and mainly for the coverage we did uh, during COVID. Uh, and we published a couple of, a couple of um, uh, sections that we call COVID, COVID Heroes. And we feature people in the community who stepped out of their comfort zone and stepped out altogether to help those who needed during the pandemic. So, and we're being recognized for that coverage, which we're pretty proud of. That was a lot of fun to do. Um, it's a lot of fun to recognize when people do good things in the community. Uh, and when we did those sections, uh, COVID Heroes, we, you know, um, it was pretty well received and that was last year. And uh, so, you know, we're pretty proud of that. And so those it's kind of um, you mentioned the word heartwarming to sort of do that. And, you know, the other thing is anytime we publish anything about, a, you know, kids achievement, um, you know, whether it is winning an award. We recently did a story, you know, Mast Academy was recognized for the green program and um, which is pretty significant. Not only are they getting award, but they're also doing things that will benefit all, all of us going forward. So we do a lot of other things. Another question. You have a project called KB Mini Journalists. Can you oh, share with us what uh, that means? That's our, that's our pride and joy. <laughs> uh, it's, it, it's taking a pause because of the pandemic. But what we did is we, is we hashtag it. And it's hashtag KB Mini Journalist. And it started as an idea of Karina. Karina had this idea working with a, a teacher, uh, Cleo, over at the KBCS. And we were going to class. We went in the classroom. And she even set up, this goes back pre-pandemic, she set up a little corner in a classroom to be like a newsroom. And they will brainstorm topics that they were going to write about. And we, you know, we always, you know, we went in and taught them, you know, we discussed with them journalism. So we also, then one time we brought an editor, you know, Tom Clifford came down and uh, we gathered about 50 kids over at the media center. And we went through how to develop a story. And we first went through the, you know, it's a four or five W's, what, where, who, and why, right? And uh, so we're going to went through that. And then we kind of, you know, develop the story. You know, how do you develop a story? You know, how do you open a story? How do you close the story? And, uh, and then we would assign them topics and they were right. And Alejandro, I can tell you that what they wrote, and these are talking about fourth and fifth graders what the road was significantly profound. And it was, um, you know, we did one of resiliency. At the time, the, the old village manager, Andrea Aga, uh, we brought her into the classroom and we talked about resiliency. And then the kids wrote some work on what resiliency meant to them um, in on the island. 
and it was amazing some of the things that they came up with. Uh, they've done book reviews. We also asked them, you know, they had an assignment when the pandemic started to talk about their experiences with the whole virtual class thing and and so forth. And and I admire teachers a lot. I mean, they, I did a Zoom class, a Zoom KBM in a journalist session with them, and it was a hybrid. Some kids were in the classroom, others were, were um, virtually. And I don't know how the teachers did it because for me it was very difficult to keep track of, you know, but, you know the, the two scenarios and so forth. So that that's one of those projects that we've done where the kids enjoy it and the kids really get into it, and we have such a good time publishing it and uh, such a good time sharing with them. And we can't wait to get back in the classroom. We just had a we just had a meeting with with somebody in in the school system, and you know we're trying to get that kicked started again. Uh, and we can't wait to go ahead and do that again. So I understand that the Islander News family has grown. Yes, we, um, you know, uh, our my youngest daughter, Gabby, and her husband Mark. Uh, Thursday morning, they she delivered, which is hard to believe. I just I texted her this morning and I said it just dawned on me that you know you have a kid. Um, they delivered a eight pounds, 12 ounce, 22 inch bundle of joy called Julian Sydney, Julian Sydney, uh, which mom and baby are doing great. Uh, but we're pretty happy about having the newest member of the Other News and Ray family on board in, in Nuremberg. His, his name is Julian Sydney Nuremberg. Uh, so we're pretty happy, really happy. Congratulations. Great. If if I knew grandkids were so much fun, I would have gone straight to grandkids and forget kids. <laughs> Fortunately, this is Steph there that is needed. I uh, know you can't. I haven't figured out a way to get rid of that one though. I'd a really good friend of mine used to have a saying that says that grandkids are God's rewards for not killing your children. So yeah. <laughs> I like that one. I like. I'm going to use that. I don't have yeah, grandchildren, old children. But I'm going to. Use but you it. will. You will. It's, you know. It's time. It's Yeah. Grand, grand, grandparents and grandkids have a common enemy. So that's why we get along so well. I like it. I like it. I like it. I have. I actually have a a, a comment as well to meant to say about the other news. I've, I'm glad. You know, and I'm sure a lot of people can can also um, say the same that you have kept the Islander news community. Based, right, it's all about the community. You've done the project with the kids. You got the stories of uh, of the residents. You have a lot of local people that contribute to the paper, and you're very open, you know, to to having their stuff. I mean, anyone that buys a new project could have reshaped it, rechanged it. You know, as, as I was joking before, you know, you could have called it the Kibiskane Financial Times for everything you want if you wanted to change this the, the direction. But you've kept it to what people grew up. Um, um, with the Islander News, you've kept that. You know, again, you see, you see that value in 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 that in that community. So that's great. You know, I wanted to say that. I don't know if you want to say something about that. Well, no. Th thanks for noticing. I mean, one of the things that I mean, there was a lot of discussion, you know, previous to us, you know, about reshaping the product and doing different things with the product, and, and not necessarily, you know, keep us game Financial Times. So that might be a good idea, uh, <laughs> but. Um, but you know, there was a lot of discussion about doing things with the Islander news and actually what we have 
sort of done. And I have to credit Avado, who's our partner, and and Tom uh, for you know it's actually we've actually tried to go back even more. Okay. And uh, you know to the way that you know uh, the Owens family you know was running it in this true community. You know, reporting like this week we had a report on you know the young art at heart project where you know uh, yesterday uh, a student created work at the Presbyterian Church was auctioned. Uh, we had a story about a uh, Claire London, uh, a London's better half, um, council member of London, mm-hmm. uh, had a garage sale to raise funds for Ukraine. So, you know, just really getting, you know, deep into the community. So when you pick up the island of news, and I appreciate you noticing, what, our goal is that most of what you read there, um, if not all of it, is about the island. And if we write anything outside of the island, it's how do they impact the island, either the, you know, in a way or another on the website, you know, you have a little bit more. And that's one of the biggest lessons that we learned is the balance of two audiences. And uh, so, you know, we, we, every day is a struggle. Every week is a struggle to, you know, to say, okay, what are we going to do? What are we, and we actually, one of our problems is that one of our challenges, I wouldn't say a problem. One of our challenges is we, a lot of times have too much content uh, for the printed product and we have to hold some. And so you have people saying, hey, what are you going to publish my piece? And, you know, so forth. And um, but we're getting a lot of stuff on the community, producing the community and and uh, and, and on the website. So we you know, we're we're and, and again, you know, I refer back to the KB Media journalists, but we also like to cover a lot of kids, stuff, a lot of school stuff, a lot of kids, uh, highlight kids uh, achievements. Um, you know, there's a lot of really, really good things being done by kids, teens and kids on the island. Uh, we published a story of a, uh, I think he was in fourth grade who raised $2,000 for the Susan uh, Kuman walk, cancer walk. Uh, he himself raised over $2,000 because his, he had a good friend's mom who passed away from breast cancer. And uh, he saw what his friend went through and he wanted to help. And those are the kind of things that, that are go on that we want to go ahead and feature more of. Awesome. I like it. I mean, it's a good read. And I recommend it to it. Where can we find it? You can subscribe, uh, you know, and we'll home deliver it to you. But also you can pick it up throughout the island. Um, everybody's always welcome to stop by our office. We had actually three people to stop by our office yesterday and um you know and pick it up uh for free but you can also find it at you know Windexy. uh after the pandemic Windexy we used to sell the island uh now after the pandemic uh we are you know in, co- in cooperation with Windex, i have to give jose a lot of credit um we actually give it away free at Windexy, and we're about ready to install a rack inside Windexy. uh again with jose yanis you know his cooperation but you can find it at you know ewm uh, a lot of the, a lot of the restaurants costa med you know, that's all just mostly the places on the island. Uh, you'll be able to find it. And if not, always call us and we'll deliver it to you. You know, I, I passed by your office the other day when I went to visit the foundation in front of your office. And Sorry I actually I missed you, eh? <laughs> you were at an event I should have been at. So, <laughs> but uh, I have to say, I recommend, I would like to recommend Kirats to go and, and pass by the office and, and pick up a piece so that they can see the office as a treat. And then if you walk in and then there's a little room to the side where you have the first, the first issue 
of the Islander News there. So it's if you go pass by, you can say hello to the team and you can check out the first edition of the of the Islander News, which is pretty cool. It's right there. You can check every, you know, we have uh, we have binders with uh, going all the way back. And that's what that's where uh, Bicycle Bill, you'll find them every Thursday morning, just going through and trying to find reading back on island, you know, what, what was making news on the island. So, Justo, this has been a great conversation. But before we end, we always like to ask our guests, you know, questions like, for example, what is your favorite part about Keeps Game? What's not to like? Hmm. Um, you have, you know, I mentioned all the way back at the beginning what a community is. And a community is, you know, you, you know a place, the people, and, and the people that make news in that place. And there are not many uh, other places on Miami-Dade County that are as beautiful as Kibiskin is and is an island full of you know nice genuinely nice people and uh who are really you know uh you get a lot of good mornings you get a lot of good evenings you get a lot of good afternoons uh how are you it's it's a friendly vibe on the island um and uh but you know it's just just walk through anywhere you go through on the island you know whether it's you know just simply walking down you know, whenever I walk down from our office, I walk, you know, towards, you know, I always take Fernwood um, simply because it's a cooler walk. You shade it versus if you walk in Crandon, you, you know, there's nothing to protect it from the sun, but just gives you a different feeling walking in the island. It's just, it gives you a calmly and, and peaceful feeling. And then you walk through Village Green, see all the kids, see all the people doing exercise, you know, so it's, uh, it's just a beautiful place. Uh, to spend time in. Justo, thank you so much for sharing your story. And it's been great to learn about the Islander News and about you more. I mean, I know that you and I exchange on a regular already, but it's good to have this time to, to get to know some background on you. I really you. appreciate you giving me the time and the opportunity to share our story and share our team's work because really it's all about them. I, I was telling, as a matter of fact, Bill and I were having a conversation this Thursday when he was in the office and it was about, you know, uh, you know I need the team a lot more than they need me and uh to be able to do this so uh yeah yeah. so i you know i I thank them every day for as a matter of fact i make it a point that you know when people say good night i'm leaving i always say you know you know thanks for everything uh because you know you have to you know give thanks no matter whether it was a good day or a bad day uh everybody tried their best and we have bad days and we have good days and but at the end of the day, it's all about them and what they do and, and keeping them engaged. Awesome. Thank you very much, Gusto. My pleasure. Thanks, Alejandro. And thanks for what you do. It's been fun. Mm-hmm.